Shazam? My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. I am the Flash. Truth. Justice. The American way. I'm vengeance. Hello and welcome to Elseworlds, a DC fan podcast. My name is Jordan, and with me, as always, is Chris. How are you, take Chris? I am doing well. It's been a good day. You know, things are going well. Uh, I'm doing a merry little day, I guess. A merry little day. Yes, we are going to be talking about Merry Little Batman on Amazon Prime Video, uh, which was a Christmas film, uh, animated film of Batman that was released on December 8th of 2023. Uh, So we will be talking about that. And then next week, uh, next, not next week, but like in the next couple weeks, we should be talking uh, Aquaman. So we get uh, closer to Aquaman's release. So it's coming. It's coming quick. Uh, Yeah. So I guess we can jump right into it here. Um, Merry Little Batman was directed by Mike Roth, screenplay by Morgan Evans and Jace Ritchie, and it was starring Jonas Kerbrab, Kerbrab uh, Luke Wilson, James Cromwell, and David Hornsby, and it premiered December 8th, 2023 on Amazon Prime Video. And the premise, after Damian Wayne is left alone in Wayne Manor on Christmas Eve, he transforms himself into Little Batman to safeguard his home and the rest of Gotham city from supervillains during the holiday season. So Chris, we all know you were looking forward to this one so much. So I'm going to let you uh, talk first here on your initial thoughts of Merry little Batman. I like this more than I thought I would like it. I don't know that I will ever love it because the style of the images are just jarring for me. Alfred looks like a chicken that's been left out too long in the refrigerator. Uh, I don't like the style of the skinny legs, and it just it drives me crazy. The big chin, skinny legs, weird head. I, it's never going to be the style that I gravitate towards. But it was a clever, well-written movie. It was great for kids. It didn't beat you over the head with, oh, you have to be a Batman fan to have it. It subtle little nods to things like Selena as the cat was pretty good. Uh, I liked a lot of the things they did there. I think they they have enough for everybody of all ages here. I think they understood the assignment and they delivered, you know, what is not aesthetically pleasing to me. Uh, I was not bored. I, I was invested in the story. I kind of like Damien in this. This is actually the most I've liked Damien in a thing. I'm not a huge Damien Wayne guy. And I... Honestly, Luke Wilson was kind of hilarious as Bat Dad, especially as like the uh, Bat Dad, like AI Bat Dad thing. That was pretty good. Yes, so yeah. I was, I was 
pleasantly surprised that it was a pretty decent holiday matchup. You know, you had some Home Alone in there. Uh, you know, you had a little bit of elf influences in there. It, you know, you had some, it was a holiday movie that was, I don't think was reinventing Christmas stuff at all, but it was pretty good. I don't necessarily love everything about it, but I'm glad I don't feel like I have to bash this over the head. Yeah. Okay. That's good. It's good. I thought, you know, I didn't know how to, how we, how it was going to go. Cause for me, the animation's not like terrible. Um, actually I think the animation itself is really great. Maybe not the style, but the, the animation itself, like, uh, flowed really well. I thought it was well done animated. It didn't look like, uh, kind of what I worry about crisis looking in January. It didn't like, it didn't look cheap. It looked, it looked legitimate animation, high quality animation, just maybe not at the style that people of our age are used to. I feel like this type of animation has kind of gotten more popular recently. Um, you know, like I, I feel like when I was a kid, all animation kind of looked like, Batman the Animated Series, Superman the Animated Series, mm-hmm. Spider-Man the Animated Series, and X-Men the Animated Series, where it was like, they just look like normal people just drawn a, a certain way. Like, if you watched Gargoyles growing up, the, those characters look like they could come right out of Batman the Animated Series. Um, I feel like once there, it got to a certain point where I feel like now most shows kind of try to develop their own animation style on something like, Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon um, and it uh, sometimes works for me and sometimes doesn't work uh, for me. This I was, I actually thought it looked fine. I thought the animation, like I said, looked really great. The style was okay. I got used to it. Um, And I thought the story was, uh, was fun. Is it like the best thing ever? No, I, I do think, I won't revisit this quite a lot or anything. Um, I enjoyed Damien. Like you said, I thought Damien was a lot of fun, uh, which is not something people usually say. Uh, And Luke Wilson as Batman and being like an overprotective dad, I thought was really interesting. And the fact that this takes place at a time where Gotham has no crime anymore, uh, I thought was really interesting too. Uh, this is the second project we've seen where there's no more crime in Gotham just this year alone, because the Flash mm-hmm. talks about it as well. Uh, but I think they pulled it off better in this, uh, where you know Bruce wasn't completely wild. Well, it was kind of <laughs> charming to see him go into overtime because I'm going to be a dad. Uh, yeah, I like, that was kind of that was kind of cute. There's a lot. Of, I I think this is cute, not too on the nose. It was good for some chuckles. I, I, I enjoyed the writing. I think the writer's room really understood what they wanted to do. And, like, I feel like if a kid watches this and you and I watch this, we can all get something out of it. I, I really think they it's perfect because I think sometimes when you see something like this, you're like, oh, totally geared toward kids. And, you know, I had a lot of bat stuff in here. I really liked it when he he's like practicing. Damien's practicing, saying, "I am the night. I am the night." Mm-hmm. Like in the squeaky, like kid voice of us. Uh, one of my favorite moments was when 
uh, he's like sneaking up on the burglars and like you see the shadow and it looks like a big Batman shadow. And then yes, you turn yeah. around and it's just this little bat guy. So it's uh, that there were some things that really worked for me in this. I had I had fun with it. Uh, I appreciated that I had fun with it. Like I just wanted to be somewhat entertained. It's, look, I've got to be honest with you. If I don't watch this next Christmas, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, yeah, yeah. But you know, I you know we're covering it for the show. It's Batman, and look, anything Batman, I'm gonna check out. Yeah, no, it was it was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, we'll talk about. Um, supposedly, they're going to be doing a TV series based on this called Bat Family as well. I'm good. So I'm guessing that'll go to Amazon as well. Um, oh yeah, here it is. In April 2023, it was reported that a series based on it was in development for Amazon Prime. The series will center on Batman, Alfred, and Damien, and a f- and few newcomers to Wayne Manor as they navigate the fun frustrations of life as a super family. And Mike Roth is returning as the showrunner. So I'm assuming they'll probably launch that sometime next year because of. Yeah, yeah. It, it probably got ordered early this year. They've probably been in production for it since since then. Um, but yeah, just seeing Batman as like a, a really cool protective dad and like really worried about Damien, like even at the point where. Right, like when uh, he, he finds out that there's what Joker like taking over the city or whatever, and he's like taking over the city that means damien as well and like really starts mm-hmm. going into overdrive of like oh man i gotta get back there um but really it was focused mainly on on damien mm-hmm. as he is learning we got shades of home alone yeah lots of home alone in here yeah it was well the first part of it once you know alfred goes to get the marshmallows for his world famous hot chocolate with extra marshmallows uh after that, it was basically just home alone. I, and then, it, you know, you devolve into the him chasing for the belt and stuff like that. But I really enjoyed uh, Alfred's lines in this. I just could not get past the way he looked. Just, mm-hmm. I, I just, I, there's a couple of characters that it just didn't, you didn't like that he looked on the brink of death. Uh, yeah, I mean, no. I, I, I like my offer to, you know, be firmly in the world of the living. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Zombie offered is <laughs> almost what it looked like. There were a couple characters I didn't really like the uh, look of. I think they did a good job with Bane, though. I, I think uh, yeah. Ivy was a little interesting. I don't know what the heck they were going for with Joker, but it did not work for me. Uh I liked I liked Joker, not maybe not look, but uh, it being played by David Hornsby, uh-huh. who is from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He plays cricket. Um, he he was a really great voice for Joker. I think uh, uh, it was it was like really glad to hear him. It was it was kind of fun because he had like a liveliness to his voice where it wasn't quite scary. It was the perfect Joker for this kind of a thing. Like you could not do like a sinister joker voice with the tone of this movie like you couldn't have overly protective bat dad and then have like the darkest mark of the darkest mark hamill mm-hmm. voices mm-hmm. like 
I don't even think you could do Mark Hamill animated series voice. Like I, the tone just wouldn't have been there. So I think they did a really good job understanding what it wasn't. I, some of the character designs didn't work for me. I think the cast, the voice casting was pretty spot on. I don't think there's a voice casting in here that didn't make any sense or sounded weird or inauthentic. No, yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree with that as well. Um, Luke Wilson is probably not how we would usually think of Batman, but for this show, it worked out really well mm-hmm. um, with him being like Bat Dad, you know, worked uh, really well. I like that he wasn't a bad dad. Like, I feel like Batman so often is portrayed as this broody asshole mm-hmm. who has no emotions, who's a horrible father, who sets Dick Grayson up with trauma which gets Jason Todd killed. I'm tired of that whole line of Batman can't be a dad thing. So I enjoy the overly protective Luke Wilson bat dad. I would like some of the bat dad to come into other Batman things. Obviously not at the thing where he's making donut jokes with his son at the breakfast table and he's uh, giggling. uh, No, none of that stuff. But I really enjoyed just the Batman not being an asshole. It's a nice change of pace for yeah. me. I like it when Batman isn't a true, undeniable asshole. I agree. No, I think that is probably something that also uh, upsets me when people point that out. It's like when they point out, like, okay, there's a few things that will get me riled up if, if you're talking Batman that he beats up mentally uh, disturbed people instead of getting them help. Uh, They go to Arkham, which is a mental institution. All right. So I I mean, it's not his fault that Arkham sucks and it's not like Batman doesn't fund Arkham as well. Then there's the other side of it where they say, Oh, he puts them away instead of killing them. So they come out and they kill more, more people. So again, you can't have it both ways. And then also, like you said, the bad dad thing. Um, the, 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 the things are, comic readers and non-comic readers alike, all right, will go with the interpretation they either read the most or for some reason they cling on to the most. So what I mean by that is some non-comic readers probably heard from comic readers that Batman is an awful parent because they're basing it off of one or two runs they've read that focused on that or a story that focused on that. And, or from their own interpretation of just being like, Oh, he uh, adopts kids and then makes them fight crime, you know, like, and it just latches on and kind of becomes this like thing in the zeitgeist. And it's not true all the time. We even had an issue recently where like Dick comes out and says that he loves him like a father. You know what I'm saying? And people were like, well, that's a weird thing. No, it's not. He grew up in that household. Yes, they have friction at times, but it's a lot of times he's doing it for what's best for those people. You know, he's trying to protect them the same way he's trying to protect Damien in this. But it's like, for some reason, somebody reads an issue where it's not as clear or it's a different interpretation and they latch onto it and say, 
He must be an awful father all the time. And they just can't get over it. It's almost the same thing when people talk about um, certain things with, with, with like Spider-Man or certain things with any of these characters. They latch on to one particular thing. So the Spider-Man thing. Uh, when MCU Spider-Man was coming out and everybody is like, well, no, he should be this or he should be that because it's from like the interpretation they remember the Raimi films mm-hmm. or it's from like the original comics when he's in, he's barely in high school in the original comics. It's mostly in college. And then people just kind of get these interpretations and they say, well, he shouldn't have help from, from Iron Man or he shouldn't do this. He shouldn't do that. We wanted him in the MCU. We wanted him interacting with these characters. Right. So, Take advantage of that. Same thing with any of these characters. When people are upset about anything in the DCU right now where they don't even know. It's like we've seen some of this stuff before. Let's see new stuff. You know, people complaining that they haven't, uh, you know, that there's too many Superman uh, characters in Superman Legacy. And we don't even know how many are going to be actually in there and how big a roles they're going to play. Yeah, because Miss Tesmacher is going to have an hour and 40 minutes of screen time. Yeah, we've seen (laughs) Superman solo with the Reeves films. Let's let's see. He's still going to have the most focus, and that's what I want. Yeah. Give me a Superman story. I don't care who the other characters are. I just want a good story. And I'll and I'll be happy with that. And I want a story that rings true to stuff. We've had different interpretations. Let's get James Gunn interpretation. And it's just like, thank God for this cartoon that shows, hey, Batman is not, like you said, an asshole. Yeah. Well, I also think... He can be, but we all can be. I think Batman being a bad dad is also unfair, because his son is Talia Gul's son. His grandfather is Rachel Gul. He's He's born to be an assassin. And by the time Batman even gets to him in traditional Damian Wayne stuff, Batman has to deal with a guy who's used to killing as like a kid. Like there's no way to be a good father to Damian Wayne. It is the worst situation you can be. Plus you're a superhero. So it's not like you're even going into a normal life where you're just like nonviolence. It's like you need to fight and learn how to control yourself. Dude, that is an uphill battle. Like Damian Wayne is raised in a culture that Batman doesn't jive with. And Batman has such a tough task to do with that. So Dick Grayson is proof that he's a good father because Dick Grayson, pretty much any any iteration, doesn't want to become like him, doesn't want to be him, but you know what? He sticks by him every chance he gets and he comes back and he helps him every chance he gets. You know, Dick Grayson and Bruce Wayne are kind of like me and my dad, whereas we don't really get each other all that much, but we love each other. And we got each other's back. You know, but yeah, like see eye to eye. No, no. Bruce doesn't want Bruce doesn't want him to become like him anyway, uh-huh. right? I mean, it's it it is what it is. Um, he, I'm sure Bruce understands the the bad sides of his self as as well, and he just wants what's best for all of the bad mm-hmm. family. So, yeah, no, I'm glad that they kind of shied away from that. I'm glad they kind of shied away from the Damien being uh, a little twerp and and killing Mm -hmm. people and stuff. 
this was a lot more wholesome. This is something that like whenever I have kids, I can see this being an introduction to Batman in the sense of, Hey, like they're gonna, you know, this is a, some kids have a hard time watching older cartoons. Yeah. Right. So this is like a brand new thing. Hey, sit down and, you know, watch this. It's got nice colors. It's a Christmas thing. And I'm sure the, probably the next time I revisit it is sometime when I have a child and, and we get to, experience it together um but i'm just happy that there's things out here that can get yeah other people invest it in these characters and enjoy it i think they did a really good job with the joker though because the joker has to be a certain thing for this he's kind of fun it's like oh i missed being with my crime friends you know it was a good yeah. way to get and he has dinner with them at the yeah end. well that part i hate it i <laughs> hated it it's like it was like almost a christmas christmas carol where tiny tim's like god bless us everyone don't you feel bad for him like no he's the joker i hate the joker i love he's like we are not friends um i yeah. love that i i uh but joker being an attention seeker being a guy who just wants to mix things up i think that's the way you got to do it with kids because I don't know if you've been paying attention. Well, I know you've been paying attention. But Joker right now is about as least kid-friendly as he's ever been. Like, Joker right now is just an unhinged maniac. Uh, he's the world's... Gr- That's a problem I have, too. Yeah. That is a huge problem I have as well. I I understand each writer wants their take on, on the Batman-Joker dynamic and all that kind of stuff. I hate when they start getting so dark with some of this stuff. He's a freaking clown. He's a clown. I love you I love dark have... joker. I I love dark twisted joker. Not gonna lie. Now, there's times they go way overboard with it. If I can't read a Batman comic to my kid that has Joker in it, then you're doing it wrong. Unless if it's already labeled as like a rated I disagree. M comic. I, I disagree because that means you, all right, so the Scott Snyder Greg Capullo run was one of my favorite runs all of Batman. And it's perfect in almost every single well, it's not perfect, but it's damn good. And I've only read the first two volumes. I haven't touched the Death of a Family. Oh, Death of the Family is so twisted and so good. And you're telling me that that's doing Joker wrong? I don't think so. I think that's exactly how you do Joker. Different things for different audiences, but I I don't know that I would want a kid reading that, but I also don't want to not have that because it, it's just such such an awesome story and it's such a, a mind mind screwing with of Batman. It's it's really good. So I I don't think you can go to the point where you're like, oh, it's gotta be kid friendly. But you need a Cesar Romero kind of Joker well, for the kids. Well, it depends on, yeah, it depends on what we're considering a kid too. Like, I'm not going to read this to a five year old, but yeah. I mean, like, it, it shouldn't all be like gore and gross out stuff from Joker either. I, I, I think that there's so many good Joker stories in the past comics that I could be like, oh yeah, he's unhinged, but he's also like. It's not like I'm going to have nightmares reading this thing. And sometimes I think we lean too far in the second spot mm-hmm. 
with newer comics, especially when it comes to people like Joker, for whatever reason. Um, you want more laughing fish it, kind of things. Yeah, I mean, there's there's tons of different things you can do with with Joker. Uh, I look at the animated series uh, on what you can do with Joker mm-hmm. and it not be traumatic. And I'm not saying it has to be like that for every comic, but like, I, I wish they would kind of save the most egregious stuff for like black label yeah. elseworld stuff because I, I i i don't want like people missing out on like the main thing because joker is like going off doing some deranged stuff i get he's deranged i do but like sometimes i feel like the writers get a kick out of like how deranged can i be yeah i he always have a bit of what it gets a little it gets a little cringy I, sometimes with that i think the animated series did a good job of implying a lot of it without going right into it that is the thing that is the key chris thank you imply stuff what there you can say like uh what return of the joker is dark but Mm -hmm. a kid can watch that and it is like implied on what he's done he's tormenting a kid but you're not seeing like blood and all this gross stuff that sometimes you see or like joker i i the one thing i haven't read for the new 52 with that is because i don't like the way he looks with like a mat like skin stretched across his face yeah like he steals his face like to read it so yeah he he cuts off his face and it's his face is in police lockup and he gets his face back from police evidence and he straps it onto his face and like as each uh issue goes the flies and and the story progresses the flies pick up so there's more flies buzzing around them as his skin is decomposing it's so amazing i love it to death uh i I, i'm all about it it's so good but i imply you'll say i'll i'll read it i i do like his the court of owl stuff so i will i i think i have some of the uh rest of that run somewhere around the house too, that I'll, I'll definitely have to make a point to read it. It's definitely my favorite run in all of Batman. Um, I have the two omnibuses and I actually have to get through the second half of the second omnibus because it's just so much stuff. And then I realized that Batman eternal goes like on during this too. So it's like, that's a lot of, lot of batman reading for just like this one time period it's like holy crap so because when i read the court of owls what i did was like the first time i read all of the batman the nightwing the uh and uh batgirl and i didn't read the the red hood stuff the because i just didn't care to be honest with you but and also you know money wise but um there's so much batman stuff but i love that greg pullard's uh scott snyder do no wrong in my opinion i didn't love everything as much as some of it but it was perfect it was exactly what you needed it was awesome arcs story arcs it's great but uh we should probably get back to merry little batman but do you, do you have anything else for that? Because we do actually have some other DC uh, news that we can knock out here. I, I mean, well. I feel like we've talked about Merry Little Batman to the point where it is what it is. I don't want to spoil it for everyone. Right. If you want to sit down and watch it, I recommend at least a one-time I love the soundtrack. To see what it is. Yeah, the soundtrack was good, too. 
you know, I love the soundtrack. You had uh, kind of a pop punky vibe to some of it, and you know, definitely Christmassy. Uh, the opening is pretty fun. I, I, Wayne Manor was pretty cool. I don't know stuff I liked about it. You know, got a little Home Alone, a little Elf in there, almost a little Die Hard at, at some points. It felt like it was. Yeah. Also, if you want to listen to a great uh, podcast about it, they just uh, Holy Batcast just actually had a quick interview with Mike Roth, who directed. Oh, that's awesome! So we recommend checking that out too. I'll have to definitely listen. To I that. mean, I recommend listening to Holy Batcast anyway. They are wonderful. Yeah, I'm sure, bad any people. listener of us probably also listens. Right. To like, Andy over I, I feel like we all listen to the same podcast. I mean, it's Holy Batcast, mm-hmm. Vigilante, uh, nineteen thirty nine. Um, you know, I, I feel like we listen, you know, I want to give a shout out to Chris Evans and DC Unlimited podcast because they just talked about Batman Noel and that's one of my favorite Christmas comic mm. books. Um, definitely check that one out. Um, and I talk to them on Twitter sometimes cause they're good peeps. They're good people. So, uh, well next year we don't have any like Christmas stuff, right? Maybe we talk Noel as well. Yeah. Um I haven't read it before, so I think that would be yeah. a good uh a good time to do it. Yeah, definitely something I, I would like to talk about. Lieber Mayho uh is my favorite Batman artist other than Tim Sale. Tim Sale's my favorite, but my favorite current Batman artist is Lieber Mayho. He's just insanely good. Mm-hmm. Like the bat suit is just ridiculously detailed. Sometimes it's almost distracting, but I say the same thing about Alex Ross, and Alex Ross is like the epitome of great comic book artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, I can understand it getting distracted, uh, distracting as well. Sometimes the too hyper realistic art, art can be like, oh wow, this is. So what it is is I I like it when it's not necessarily a close up. Like when it's yeah, like a yeah. landscape, oh my god, Gotham and like action scenes are freaking phenomenal. But yeah, we have other DC news. Uh, I was actually yeah. sure we had DC news. Yeah, we do. Uh, all right, here's a few. Tubi has struck a deal with Warner Brothers to stream DC movies for free on Tubi, which is the ad supported, uh, to be a streaming thing it's a free channel that you just sign up and and uh watch and it has ads but they're adding the batman suicide squad black adam wonder woman aquaman they're also adding the batwoman show gotham lewis and uh, lois and clark the new adventures of superman nice uh they're also going to be adding birds of prey uh, Green Lantern and Wonder Woman 1984 in 2024. Okay. Okay. Available now is Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Superman the Movie, Superman 2, and Krypton. So basically, uh, DC and HBO Max, what's the point? Again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, look, all right, here's another, unless you don't want to have commercials, but. Uh, also coming in December are animated movies Death in the Family, Superman Shazam, Return of Black Adam, Death of Superman, Justice League Flashpoint Paradox, Son of Batman, Superman Batman Public Enemies, 
Stargirl, Swamp Thing, and Constantine. Well, this is some uh, good Constantine, ones. Constantine is the film, of course. Stargirl and Swamp Thing are the CW shows. So, there you go. Uh, a huge deal for Tubi. Um, now, if you don't want to sign up and pay for HBO Max with ads or without ads, you can just watch with ads on um, on Tubi for free. All of those programs. Some of them are coming later. Lois and Clark is coming December 31st, but the rest are pretty much available now and some coming early next year. Yeah, every time I open Netflix, it's like, hey, by the way, we have DC stuff. It's like... Yes, yeah. that's also part yeah. of the, another deal. Yeah. Um, which is, which is fine, I guess. I, I'm, I'm, I rather not have things exclusively at other places, to be honest, mm-hmm. because then it gives me options, it gives me options. Okay. If I'm not using Max, I can watch on Tubi or I can watch on Netflix, yep. some of this stuff, right? Like giving me options instead of like locking me into an exclusive platform. I'm more concerned about good. brand building because I just, you know, at a certain point you need to do it, but it does when you license stuff out, it gets it gets it to more people. Um, maybe, get some more money. Yeah, get some more too. money. I uh, I actually saw that uh, Suicide Squad was doing really good on streaming, and I was like, which one? The Suicide Squad, not the Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Okay. Uh, it gets a little confusing, I guess. But um, I was like, damn, people are really uh, going back to watch that. I, I can't four people. I can't imagine a reason to boot that up. I just I'm trying to think I'm trying to think of a reason to boot it up. I, I can't. I have nothing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean that's that's one I've owned and I barely watch it, so I don't know why uh I, I there look there's some people that probably do like it, but I don't know. It, it, Maybe it's some of some people it might be their first time actually watching it too. So I would hope so. Uh, this is a duh thing here. Lex Luthor will be bald in Superman Legacy. Somebody asked James Gunn that. He said, "Of course." So, I, look, if anybody thought they were he wasn't going to be bald? He's going to be the only the only time you have to worry about Lex Luthor not being bald is if they're going to make him a redhead, and you knew they weren't going to do that because of cast Nicholas Holt. So, come on, guys, stop it. Uh, and they. Sorry, I was no, going to say, yeah. and James Gunn did confirm that it is Nicholas Holt. Uh, yeah. The deal is now officially done, so that is why that is okay. uh, now. So people that were freaking out, thinking, "Oh my God, he's not—he hasn't confirmed it. He's now uh, confirmed." Right, so people need to. What I was trying to say is, people need to stop asking James Gunn dumb questions. Like James Gunn needs to put out there: there are dumb questions. Stop wasting my time. Like I, I, I'm having a hard time with this man having to answer the most basic dumb questions. Plus, sometimes I feel like he should just answer. Just wait and find out. Just wait and find out. Come on. Mm-hmm. It's getting, it's getting silly. It's getting really problematic. I know a lot of people that are like, he should take a social media break. I, I think I, I love this stuff. I love he's coming. Oh, out I don't want him to shut up. And agreeing. This I stuff. don't want him to shut up. I just want people to treat him with a little respect. Yeah, that's the thing. He's with. I think he understands that too. Is with the position he's in, with the rabid fan bases, mm-hmm. they're not going to. Yeah, 
and he's you know he's trying to be nice about it on here at times and you know it's it is what it is well i did find it um, funny because there was a brainiac rumor thing and he they said oh is this teasing brainiac and he goes everything's teasing brainiac apparently <laughs> or something along it's the true. lines it was... people have been thinking brainiacs being teased for for centuries yeah. so i mean it is what it is uh another thing we have here um all right somebody asked james gunn this is a this is a thread all right mm-hmm. at james gunn since there is a place for shazam in the dcu and both shazam 2 and peacemaker had teasers for the justice society can we expect the rock to remain our black Adam fingers crossed? I now, I know nothing has been said. Just please consider this. And if possible, make it a reality. Thank you for everything so far. One thing I want to say is why are we making demands to this guy? It's lame. Yeah. Fan demand is a silly phrase. Like we're fans. We want things. We don't really demand things. Please make it a reality. It's like, he's not going to do like, oh, that one guy wanted it. Yeah. yeah I'm going to make and, it. And like, so, like, your one big ask is The Rock. Really? Yeah. Like, that's your one. You big... just got that movie. Yeah. You just got that movie. You can last go year. see it anytime you want. And I could tell you that if The Rock continues, he will have the same look on his face in every scene. <laughs> and, you know, you, it's not going to change. You can watch it twice. You watch, you know, that would, instead of watching a sequel. There you go. So James Gunn said, wait, what do you consider the Peacemaker tease of the Justice Society? Parentheses, I wasn't involved with the Shazam thing. Somebody said he's probably including Peacemaker due to the two characters at the end of Shazam uh, 2. James Gunn responds, it wasn't my call. I didn't write it. Although it came out when I had just started at DC, its inclusion far predates me, as does Harcourt, as the warden of an underwater prison. And although I thought it was fun, I have no idea why those characters would be recruiting for the Justice Society. Yeah. Uh, Which is true. It made no, it sense. Made no they, sense. You know, Waller and them were kind of on the outs, and what? He's, they're just going to... They've never met the JSA in any of the movies we had. Why would they be recruited? Well, I think it's funny because people are so hard-pressed that uh, Jennifer Holland, uh, she has a name, by the way. Uh, Yeah, she she has a name, by the way. Uh, Jennifer Holland is in so much because she's James Gunn's wife, but so much of this has nothing to do with James Gunn, which is a tasty little detail Mm -hmm. to give to the internet trolls. Like, so much of... What they were trying to do... Here's what they were trying to do, Chris. They were trying to take the one thing that people loved in the DCEU, Peacemaker, yeah. and they were trying to make everything linked to it so that way it would try to drive interest. That is what they were doing, and it didn't work. It, uh, because yep. Peacemaker also is aimed at adults. Uh, I mean, so they're not going to go run out and see, like, no little, like, 15-year-old is like, I got to go see Shazam because... You know, she's in it. You know, like, it's not going to be something else. <laughs> hey, I can just see it now. Peacemaker. Starring. Amelia Harcourt. You've got to yeah. go see this. for. Hey, Mom, I got to go to the movies. Why? I got to go see the Amelia Harcourt movie. Right. Be like, right. Amelia who now? Uh, then there was another question somebody asked him. Hey, a question 
Are there already writers, showrunners, and directors for the DCU series that you've announced, like Lanterns, Paradise Lost, Waller, and Booster Gold? And he said most of them. So there you go. Most of them already have stuff attached. We just haven't heard about it. Which you would assume. So you I, I feel like I feel like part of pitching everything and announcing the slate was having an idea of where you were going with these things. That's part. Yeah. That's part. Like, and also, it's not like he wakes up in the morning and he opens a window and we all have to look inside and say, "Oh, we see every little detail." I just, we need to treat this man like a human being. Just assume he's working. Let him cook, dude. Literally, half the answers to your questions are just let James cook. Yeah. All right. So then, deadline came out and said. Sean Gunn is going to play uh, oh, villain yeah. Maxwell Lord yeah. in James Gunn and Peter Safran's DC Universe. I, I forgot we needed to talk about this. I, and, I have mixed feelings uh, on this one. James Gunn said uh, later on, hey, villain's a little harsh uh, because Maxwell Lord did debut in uh, a Justice League in the late 80s as part of like Justice League International, and he was kind of like the guy who was funding... Um, Justice League International. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he kind of later became more of a foe to the organization and specifically to Wonder Woman. I like this, by the way. I, I don't think it's going to be a huge role. Sean Gunn never usually has huge role. I mean, I guess you could say Craglin, but he's still not like a huge, huge role. He's probably no, Craglin's like not a huge role. Crag- Ten minutes in Guardians. Craglin is a huge role if you're like really into the series. Like, to the average person, it's nothing. Yeah, yeah. If you ask a fan who says they love Guardians who Kraglin is, they probably have no clue. Now, I think that this is fine. Uh, I I think they're not going to play him as, like, this evil guy. I think he's just going to be kind of a... I, I think this might be in Waller mm-hmm. um, and not Superman. I, I think some people I, like I think you're thinking right. it's going to be in Superman Legacy. But I think this is going to be... In Wallace. Well, every, everybody's at Superman Legacy. Everything we're doing is Superman Legacy because that's all we can think about. Waller, I think, is a great call there. I actually think, you know, you want a little bit more of the Jesse Eisenberg, Lex Luthor. Well, I feel like Maxwell Lord, Sean Gunn. Oh, I don't I, think they're going to go that way either. Oh, I see. <laughs> what does Sean Gunn play? He plays awkward, kind of goofy characters with redeemable qualities. That's what he plays. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think I wouldn't say that describes Jesse Eisenberg. Lex Awkward and goofy <laughs> yeah. is what I'm going for there, but yeah, yeah, but no, he has no redeeming. No, he qualities. doesn't. But um, and I think you can pull this yeah. off with Maxwell Lord because nobody really gives a crap about like him. Wonder Woman '84 shows you that nobody actually gives a fuck about Maxwell Lord. Um, like. Where my Maxwell Lord stands at, like that movie flopped to high heavens. Hey, you know, I actually think Pedro yeah. Pascal was the best part of that movie. But yeah, he was he was the best. It could be better, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. I like it. Uh, but no, I mean, I think it's I think it's fine. And then due to this, somebody asked Zachary Levi if he 
could have a different role like Sean Gunn and Jason Momoa are having. And this thing got totally, uh, what, what am I going to say here? Um, over-exaggerated with Zachary Levi's uh, answer, because for some reason people are trying to make some of this stuff sound really bad or, or whatever. But um, look, Zachary Levi says, Listen, when your brother, when you are the brother of the guy running DC, I guess you could play whoever you want. Oh, it sounds funny. it sounds like a headline. It does, but really, if you want to listen to the clip, I'm going to share the clip here. Everybody can listen to this uh, because he actually tries to um, get out of this gracefully quite a few times, and then he also goes ahead and uh, tries to um, say like, Hey, Sean uh, played smaller roles and like, it's a little different. And then this kind of comes off as a joke at the end here, but everyone just kind of took the words he was saying and said, Oh, this is, he's starting. Okay, something." I, I hope it's like Here, that. Here's the clip. Green Lantern, you know, I think that there would be even, I mean, are you even, are you interested at all in, in going like the Jason Momoa or Sean Gunn route and just playing in a whole new character since this is like a new universe rebooting? What do you mean? A new character? But, yeah, like, I think Jason Momoa is playing, he's not going to be Aquaman anymore, he's playing somebody else. Sean Gunn, it just was announced as playing Maxwell Lord Well, but now, Sean, but Sean was never established in the DC universe, so I, I mean, he's played uh, Marvel characters, but he, he, had, but this is his first DC character. No, he was he was um, Calendar Man, and he was Weasel, and he's been in uh, in uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, 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 yeah. But those were kind of more like cameo ish. You know, I don't know. I mean, I think this. I, I don't know. Listen. When you're the brother of the guy who runs DC, I guess you get to play whoever you want. Um, yeah, that wasn't as Green bad Land. as I thought it was. Exactly. Uh, uh, but so hopefully, you know how the internet does that because yes. context is important to that. No, because I read that too, and I was like, "Oh, geez, let, let me see the clip." And then I re- see the clip, and I'm like, "All right, this." Was well, nothing. see, this makes more sense because Zachary Levi is an old friend of James Gunn. And, yeah, yeah, and he knows Gunn. Well, too. but you know, you know, he's had a working relationship with Peter Safran. But like back in the days of Chuck, he was a fa- uh, friend of James Gunn. So was he? I believe so. I think I heard him. Uh, Zachary Levi's been on Rosenbaum's podcast a couple times. I think it came up. Hmm. Um, but I, I know I've heard that little thing before. Um, so yeah. Yeah, it definitely seemed like, look, every time he tried to come up with something to move it along, the guy kept pressing. So then he just says, hey, look, when you're the brother of the guy, you can do whatever you want. right?" And then they move on. Like the only thing that could have made that worse by the interviewer would have been if he said, wait a second, not Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad. (laughs) Like that would be the only thing to make it more obnoxious. Yeah, and he says calendar man. I was like, that was a two second scene. Like, it's not the same. It's not the same. It's not. Sean the same Gunn has been calendar time. man almost as uh, just two seconds more than I've been the Joker. Yeah, you know. By the way, James Gunn, if you're listening. Um. All right. I guess that about wraps us up for this week. That's most of the news here uh, this week. So. 
Yeah. Caught everyone up on uh, what's going on in the DCU. I'm sure we'll have more stuff to talk about around the time of Aquaman, which is coming up in the next two weeks. Uh, So we will um, probably next episode be talking Aquaman. And then we'll kind of look ahead to uh, 2024. And, you know, we have um, not much coming out that year, but we'll, we'll find some stuff to talk about. Maybe we'll Price do a year in review podcast, you know? Yeah, maybe we should was. try to come up with something for like around New Year's mm-hmm. that's like maybe what we liked in 2023 and what we want to, what you know, what we're most hyped about in 2024. Yeah, what we can bury in 2023 and never say anything. The DC, yeah, yeah there you go. Bye-bye. Buried. Bye-bye. I actually am looking um, forward to I'll, I'll write this down. I'll, yeah, I'll say... Uh, I'll write this down as an idea. We'll have a New Year's episode. New Year's episode. What we liked in 2023, what we look forward to in 2024. Mm-hmm. There we go. Um, and make sure if you're listening, you send us your uh, favorites of 2023 and your what you're looking forward to in 2024 uh which is again not not much but um it can be anything it doesn't have to be movies and tv it could be a comic run you're looking forward to it could be a game you know are you excited for suicide squad kills the justice league you know any of that kind of stuff let us know your thoughts on any of that uh if you can contact us it's at elseworlds dc fan on all of our social medias which includes threads and tiktok Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, our blog, which is in the link there below. I gotta—I haven't had any time to read some comics lately, so I gotta make sure I read some of those and do more of my uh, reviews on the blog. Yeah, I'm but, gonna try to get a yeah. blog post in before I go back to school on the 26th, the day after Christmas. No rest for the wicked. Um, wow. Yeah, it's a—it's a winter course. It's, it's gonna bleed right into the spring. It's like, oh my god. I no no rest for me, so I have a little bit of a break before Christmas. So I'll try to get something done before that, maybe one or two. Awesome. Well, thank you all for listening and watching along with us uh, as we lead into the holidays here. I hope everyone has a great holiday, no matter what holiday you celebrate. And we'll catch you next time when we talk Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom.